Welcome to the Beyond Birth Podcast. Join us each week as we take the conversation of motherhood beyond birth. I'm your co-host, Liz Winters, a nutritional therapy practitioner, certified pre and postnatal coach, and mama. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Jenny Anderson, yoga teacher, full spectrum doula, and mama. Our hope is to inspire, educate, and empower women as they navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and parenthood with evidence-based guidance, informative interviews, and hopefully entertaining anecdotes from our perspectives as moms, entrepreneurs, and birth professionals. While you're listening, please keep in mind that the information on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Thanks so much for joining us. Okay. <laughs> I have I have never in my life wanted to hug somebody as much as I want to hug you right now. The feeling is mutual. <laughs> like, and you, like you and I, we don't see each other a lot. It's not like you and I are like missing out on a lot of contact, but it's you and it's knowing what you're facing. And it's how like, I want that like return womanly, like connection mm-hmm. touch. Like, and I have not had that. I've done a couple other Zoom calls and none of my other Zoom calls have I like felt the urge to like reach in and hug somebody. I just want to be held. <laughs> And I just want to hold. Right? It's not like, I need a weighted blanket. (laughs) We have some. I feel like they are just not enough right now. (laughs) Of course not. I mean, like, like, let's, let's be clear. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. terrible. So I've had a bunch of midwife appointments lately. Still pregnant. Here's there. And damn baby's overdue. I mean, overdue by Liz's Liz's contract with the baby. Not. Yeah. But it's super weird not to like hug my midwife at the end of the appointment like that's just what we do and I was like I get, get, get no and they're in face masks I know have you seen the some I've seen some pictures of healthcare professionals who are so covered mm-hmm. and it feels so sterile and so impersonal that they printed big pictures of their faces so that somebody like has an idea of who's under the mask and the shower yeah. cap and the oh because it's so impersonal it's so weird it's yeah. so so weird how how are you doing? <laughs> Mama, I had to, you guys don't know this, like people listening, I had to text Liz and be like, I have to get outside and go for a walk to just improve my mood right now. Like it is 10, 15 and I've already cried and oh, I've already yeah. gotten back into bed and back out of bed. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay. I, you know, when you, when you text me, it was perfect because I was also on my like morning mood boosting walk. So good. Oh, good. Oh, well, well, like good, good ask. I mean, at least we, we know what can help us. And thank goodness we actually like, reached out and did that. Cause sometimes I know a walk can help me and I'm like, I'm not fucking going outside. <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh my God, go outside. Let me go outside, please. I know. I know. Let me get out. How's your weather? It looks, I'm seeing some, some bright skies through the window, I think. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. It's going to be awesome. 70 here today. We've had like, like yesterday was the like least joyful weather of the week and it was partly cloudy for part of the day oh lovely our hearts go out to anybody who's had bad weather because we've also had bad weather and so this is such a treat I could not imagine I was talking to my family about this I was like I could not imagine having to go through this time with all of the nuance of it if we were like in November I I told or if we weren't having this glorious April like don't forget that the people in the southern hemisphere are in their November yeah, they're rolling into that winterness, and that's I feel bad for them. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Um, hi. <laughs> I feel like it's been so long. It's been so long. Yeah. It like I don't. How do I? How do like I explain this? That like it doesn't suck. Like, but it sucks. Oh yeah. And I and I like. It can be both. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that in the last two days. I think I've slipped like into a little bit of depression. Yeah. And I'm very much in that like point of like where I analyze my life and I say, I don't know what I'm complaining about. Like I still have a source of income. It's definitely been considerably depleted, but it's still there. Sure. I'm healthy. My family's healthy. My children are healthy. I'm enjoying being home with my kids sometimes. 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 <laughs> um, and yet like the whole, it's just like such an interesting opportunity to see that like even when you put all those things together, like the social interaction, the being outside, the having hobbies, the like stimulating your brain with like actual, like um, what you and I are having now, like a, a conversation, not just like listening to a podcast or listening to somebody like on Instagram or something like that. It really yeah. rounds out my life. I didn't know until I didn't have it. Really right. rounds out my life. And I'm, I'm really f- not 
not my doing my best right now. It's, it's a lot to hold on to or a lot to carry, right? It's so heavy. Like, and you can have all these joyful things going on at the same time, right? Like we've had this theme of conversation before where it can be both. It can be yeah. both wonderful and also super shitty because mm-hmm. yeah, like we're having the same thing. I'm like, Edith and I are having these like epic dance parties every night. And it's really nice to like have more time with Shane and all of that. But I'm also like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I have the first experience of my entire life being like, I don't want to parent you right now. I don't fucking like get the fuck away from me. I don't want to parent you. I love that. I love you. And I like, crying because I had that feeling. I was like, I don't, I don't want to feel that way about my kids. But yeah, I just was like, you know, I, I'm recognizing this kind of internal imbalance is starting to bubble. Well, and it's so hard because like the social media is like, just take, you know, count your blessings and be grateful and all that. And like, there's absolutely something to be said for that, but it's also okay to acknowledge the, like, the fact that it's hard. Right. And you and I are both like in very privileged situations, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and grateful for it and grateful for it. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean it's not emotionally and financially and physically taxing. Right. And my, my dad, my wonderful, sweet, well-intentioned father, when I was probably 16 and very emotional, gave me a book that was called Mind Over Matter. <laughs> I always have a moment for dads everywhere. Trying that is the most like stereotypical dad <laughs> present I've ever heard. When, when your daughter's 16 and you're When like, your daughter is 16. What the hell is wrong with you? But you just need to realize that it's just mind over matter. You just read this book. <laughs> yeah. If you, just, you just need to clamp down on that. But like what I keep remembering kind of from it is sure, like what you're talking about. Yeah. Take some time for yourself and remember that this is hard and like all those things that you can tell your mind, but you cannot, um, make your body believe something that isn't true. And for an extended period of time in any one given moment, we can be like, I can make the best out of this situation. But if we are continually doing things in our lives that don't fuel our body. Like it's almost like the flip side of mental health, right? Like we know that there are actual things, lifestyle choices that make our brain and our bodies function better. So when we can't do all of those things, there's going to be a limit to how much we can meditate, soothe, take personal time to like offset that. That you think there's some part of matter that's going to have a pretty big impact on how we're feeling, how we're doing, what we're doing. Oh, I agree. I mean, and it's, we've, we've removed so many of the coping mechanisms too, right? So for me, like I cope with my stress by distracting myself with other stressful things. Totally. Let's make this to do this longer. I mean, really, but like, it's like, okay, let me focus on these eight things, but I don't have the mental or physical or emotional capacity to do anything on that list. I was like, cool. I checked one thing off. That is like, that is a huge win. Yeah. Well, because I feel like kind of also we're like in this record spinning where we're, the track isn't moving at all. It's just in the same spot. Yeah. And so it's really hard. Like for me, I can't like get motivated unless I kind of refresh. Like I'm really good at like sprints. So it'll be, you know, a sprint towards this task or a sprint towards that task or a sprint at mothering and then a sprint at working. And when you are like forced to kind of be this marathon going it's harder for me to like get that to-do list sparked up and done and feel good about it and feel energized and like, let me get on to the next thing. It's a, it's a rut. It's a rut. Totally. All in a rut. Well, and it's, it's, I think it's especially hard because we don't have a timeline. Well, right. And I think that's why like they, these uh, extensions to staying at home, self-isolation or so, you know, just social distancing, all that sort of stuff is only done in small snippets because if they told us like you guys we're gonna do this till September all of us would be like no we ain't nope fuck it I'm done I'm not doing it I can't do it but like if you tell me like just do it for another two weeks okay okay I can figure out two weeks and I think that that's a psychological um case study (laughs) like we we it's a lot if you knew that we were going to be doing this indefinitely we there would be some cracking yeah I we were talking about this and I'm, I'm in a, like a business academy right now, like a, a mastermind group. And <laughs> I think we've all kind of like lost our shit because we started this group in February and it's been so wonderful and so impactful, but then the shit hit the fan right. in March. And now we're all kind of like, what? Right. And some people are like, cool, I got this, like thriving. And for me, I'm like, okay, 
I have all these amazing tools. I've had to pivot substantially, but I'm also like full-time at home with Edith. I'm due any minute. Like there's just a lot of things going on. And I knew I was going to take time away in April. Like that was the plan, but I wasn't planning on taking time away in March. Like I had shit to do in March. Right. And so there's just a lot of like grieving and pivoting and yeah, mostly just grieving like what this year was going to look like. Yeah. And we don't, like, we just don't have, for, for me, I'm like, I'm so <clears throat> action oriented and like outcome driven that I'm yeah, like, goal oriented. Okay. yeah, that's, that's just, yeah. that's, that's the way I I'm programmed. And so this is a really fun time to flex different skills. Yeah. If you want to spin that for me. Um, but it's really, really hard to not have like a, a timeline. So for me, like, and that's, I've always struggled with that with pregnancy too. Right. Cause mm-hmm. it's like a do-ish time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, but I like to plan up until the minute, <laughs> right. Right. before and afters. So it's like, here's right. what I'm going to do before the baby. Here's and what I'm going to do after. It's a beautiful thing because you're wanting to maximize your resources. Right. So if I can know when the baby comes, I can maximize my resources as a worker, as a mom to Edith, as a wife to, to Shane, as a human being. And then I know when the baby's coming and all of those factors. And girl, I'm goal-oriented, you know what I mean, too. And <laughs> Sorry. All, all day long. All day I long. Could, I, could take, I could take this time to work on my speaking skills. Nah. Nah. But you're perfect. Perfect. Um, like, it's really challenging because all we're able to really do are extremely short-term goals. <laughs> extremely short-term. We, I mean, there's also maybe like extremely long-term goals. Like, well, when I'm able to get outside again, I'd like to go to a movie or a restaurant or a concert or, you know, go on a cruise again. No, thank you. Um, but like, when we're missing a piece, we're missing a piece of, of our, of our planning selves, of our goal oriented selves, of our dreaming self, you know, and that's like, it's a big chunk that's missing. Well, yeah. And there's a big piece of this. It's also like, okay, how much of this is going to be our new normal? Cause it's not like they're going to lift like social distancing and all of a sudden we're all going to go back to lives as normal. Right. It's going to be gradual. And I don't know that people really realize that. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but like, like COVID isn't going anywhere. No. Right. No. So it, it's, but it's, we're trying to flatten the curve. Right. And, and you and I live in Oregon, which has, you know, fewer cases than both of our neighboring North and South States. Because we and- kick ass about it. Led by a woman. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, to your point, we might be, we might have flattened our curve faster and therefore, okay, it looks like we can all kind of return to quote unquote normal, but you can't do that and then have everybody else all of a sudden circulating into a greater social group or communities, et cetera, you know? And so to your point, um, it has to be a delayed return to normal because we're really, we can really only return to normal as fast as our slowest recovering community and that could be really damn slow yeah yeah um on a, on a lighter note you had mentioned like <laughs> what you want to do when like quarantine is lifted like go to the movie like what's the one thing that you are looking forward to doing well volleyball is, has been a huge one because we're just now getting into like the peak volleyball playing season oh yeah and like the weather, like we would be playing for four hours today if, right. if this wasn't happening. And so that's a huge one because that checks a lot of boxes for me. Sure. Outside, physical, competition, friends, laughter, like check, 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 check. So that one is the first one on the list. Um, and like selfishly speaking, I mean, definitely, yes. I would almost <laughs> sell my house right now for a good date night with my husband. <laughs> Oh, I love that though. <laughs> well, I just, I just mean that like somebody take the kids. It's just him and I, we're having like a nice adult time and seeing other people and like, just like kind of just feeling that social, but still like intimate, you know, and, and connected. That'd be really awesome. And we are, I'm very much leaning towards an all-inclusive trip to Mexico. Oh, I love that. Okay. When this is done. <laughs> Part of that point is because we have a 19-year-old and a four-year-old. So our, you know, we have to kind of like, how do we maneuver that? And the hardest thing with a 19 year old when you're traveling is he wants to constantly eat. <laughs> oh my God. 
and he doesn't want to eat the grilled cheese that the kids are fine eating every day to kind of like, okay, like, well, let's just keep the cost down on this trip. Let's just do grilled cheese, sure. you know, every day. And he's like, I have a burger and a shake and a second set of burger and I'm hungry again. And can we like, Oh God. Um, and so an all inclusive, he can order his meals 24 hour seven. Right. We're good. And then it's also, um, you know, lets us all kind of like, it, it, it serves all of our needs. Yeah. Barely. And it's, yeah. And it's, it's sunshine and it's change and it's, which is funny because it sounds like basically I'm going from one quarantine space with right. my family to another quarantine space with my family. <laughs> There's that. It just feels different. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it'll be the plane ride. I'm just coughing on people. You can oh, plane. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So volleyball, date night, plane ride. Yeah. I, I, I did have a cousin who had to postpone her wedding. Oh, and so gosh. that would be really beautiful to, to see their wedding rescheduled and plan it and like be able to be able to celebrate that sort of connection again. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel for the people that have had to cancel like major life ceremonies with family and things like that. Like I know just as somebody's going to give birth in the next, I mean, it could be 24 hours. I'm having contractions over here during this episode. That's fine. Um, But I mean, just having to put those plans on hold or things look so very, very different than what you had anticipated. Totally. I have a nephew who's um, got a wedding scheduled for July 18th and we haven't heard any word about what their, right. their plans are. They're getting married at a um, private property. And so they aren't kind of being controlled at all by the setting or the host or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But then I like, I mean, I might have to make the decision not to take my children to the wedding. Oh yeah like if they have it and then I we can't go and like it's just all different like you said like it's just who's ever going through these things that don't look like they thought they would look and that goes for pregnancy too I right. have a niece and a cousin who are pregnant and I'm thinking like they're at home and they're not sharing the joy and the and the experiences and the like they're just it's just different it's just different and that's so hard it really is it really is. And that goes for birth too. I mean, it absolutely shatters me what, what birthing moms are going through. And it's still a beautiful time and a magical day. And nobody should take away the fact that you still had a beautiful birth, but it's not like they planned. And that, like you said, when you're planning for babies, that, that makes it hard. Unknowns are, are not fun. No. And birth is already full of so many unknowns that it's just like adding that extra layer, that extra like layer of stress it's been really interesting. So my, um, <clears throat> the, the woman that founded Alma, the place where I'm giving birth was on NPR the other day. And she was talking about how, um, you can kind of feel that like they, they're doing their best midwives everywhere to create this calm space for people to birth in. But the, I think the over, like the, the not overarching, but like just this, this fear and stress and worry about the pandemic and everything that's going on, it's impacting people's ability to like keep that oxytocin going, right? So it's like stalling labors or it's making them a little bit longer than you would normally see. And it was really interesting because I hadn't really considered that. And then I started thinking about that and I was like, great, I'm gonna have a really long labor. And <laughs> then I go down, I cried about that, but that's fine. But um, it was just really interesting to see how that- No, that makes perfect sense. That layer of stress, in the, in the world really impacts. Yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, stress is fear, right? It's fear that we won't be able to, um, manage, survive, thrive, whatever's coming our way. Right. And fear is like the biological antithesis to oxytocin and to releasing and surrendering and being safe enough to give birth to your really vulnerable baby. Um, so it makes perfect sense. And I think that that is probably, you and I talked a little bit of like, what does virtual support look like? What can people do? If you don't hire or don't change a single thing about what you're doing right now, you know, I'm going with my OB and I'm going to the hospital and I don't have a doula and check, 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 check. The number one thing you can do for yourself right now is really figure out how to work through your fears. And that can look a lot of different, um, a lot different to everybody. I, you know me, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> oh, 
oh, I guess just more coming along, like how can people process fear of the unknown, of the unknown when it's unknown? Like when you're going into birth, like how do you process the, the fears? And I, one of the examples would be a lot of women who want to have a vaginal birth are really scared that it's going to end up in a C-section. <clears throat> and one way of handling that is to just focus on vaginal birth. Like this is how it's going to go. And this is how I'm going to make it happen. And these are the choices I'm going to make to make sure I have a vaginal birth. And this is why my partner knows to say no to interventions, et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like putting a blinder and you know, if I don't look at it, it's, it's not, it's, I'm not giving any credit to it. And I, I kind of did the same thing, you know, like, no, I'm just going to focus all my energies. Like I'm going to visualize law of attraction, vaginal birth, but that doesn't really address the fear. And so I think that it's really healthy to do a birth plan for a, a C-section. Like, okay, what if, what if something ends up being a C-section? This is how I want my birth plan to look. And you, you make it and you print it and you fold it up and you put it in an envelope and you're done. And now you don't have to look at it anymore, but it's not because you're scared to look at it. It's because you're prepared and you don't have to look at it anymore. Now you can just focus all your energy on the, the vision of the birth that you're really going for and the dream that you really do have. So I think that any fear that you're walking into with birth, whatever it is, postpartum, prenatal appointments, going into the hospital, laboring alone, like anything, address the fear, process it a little bit, even if it's just journaling, it doesn't have to be a plan necessarily. Put words to what you're feeling and literally have that feeling of pulling, threading those fears out of your actual body and putting them onto something external and letting that external thing hold them. The journal, the plan, the artwork, the whatever it might be. And recognizing that that uh, is a place for those fears to go instead of sitting in your system and they will sit in your system and that will affect this fear and this oxytocin and your labor and all those things. So I, I, I know it's hard and it was hard for me. No. Yeah. I think that makes perfect sense. And I love that visual, like kind of pulling that fear out and like setting it someplace, right. And giving yeah. it a place to go rather than letting yeah. it bubble inside. Yeah. We, we had a really similar conversation, um, <clears throat> with my prenatal power mamas last week, we were talking about, you know, this idea of creating a virtual support system. And, um, one of the things that we talked about again and again, which is kind of what <laughs> you had just said is really planning for all scenarios, right. So not just being like, okay, <clears throat> I want a vaginal unmedicated birth, or I want an epidural and baby to be born at 10, 15 PM and on Thursday, which like, hello, who does that sound like? <laughs> um, but really, you know, talking about your values behind the birth. What is that? Like, how do you want to feel during your birth? What does that look like? And then, okay, we've established that you're like most ideal scenario, but then what about, you know? because there are so many unknowns, you have this stone thrown in and then this stone thrown in. What are you going to do? So like, we can have this conversation now while we're clear headed, right? Yes. <laughs> and well, clear as, as clear headed as you can be during everything that's going on. Right. And come up with those contingency plans so you can still have your values represented even in a birth situation that is not ideal. Right. So. 100%. I mean, that's, that's, it's an also an exercise and like we probably should be showing up that way in a lot of ways in our life. You know, this is it. This is an opportunity to figure out what your values are as an individual, as a couple, as a mother, as a human being. And we got a lot of downtime people. It's good time. It's good time to do work on this. <laughs> what an opportunity. It's also a great time to take naps and not do anything. Not do anything. It's also this is not a plug. This is like a true story, not a plug. This is a really good time, you guys, to get free beauty counter samples because oh. I, <laughs> I am almost living by getting up in the morning and like doing a full skincare routine and 100%. doing a mask a night. And I it like, so when you and I were texting, I was in bed and I was like, I'm going to need to get up, go for this walk. Like I need to kind of like pull myself together. And the first thing I did was like, and I'm going to go in, I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to put on some serum. I'm going to put on some oil. I'm going to put on some, like I did like you all fancy. the layers. So fancy. And I feel so much better. And that's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you guys don't feel like you have to go out. Like I will send you some of the samples I have with no expectation. <laughs> it feels so good. It's not a plug. If you were to ask me like, Jenny, how are you surviving? I'd be like skincare routine and some vitamin D. Well, but I think and wine. And wine. But I shouldn't be on the wine, that. but it is. 
it goes to that thing that you can control, right? Or that thing that like brings you back to normal. And I know we talk about this in like postpartum time as well, but like I did the, I just was talking about this on, on the Instagrams the other day where I was like, okay, here are like the four things that I need to do every day to make me feel sane. And none of them are really productivity related, which is a huge step for me. And it's like, cause we see all this, like, it's a great time to be productive or creative and like all this. And I'm like, I don't have the capacity for it. No. I'm like, okay, I'm going to wash my face. I'm going to put on my eyebrows. I'm going to drink my coffee and I'm going to go outside. Like yeah. if I can do those things, great. And then I, I asked, I was like, okay, what, like, what are your things from other people? And the other woman was like, well, I'm gonna brush my teeth. And I was like, oh yeah, good call for dental hygiene. Like <laughs> that, that goes without saying, but I mean, strong one. It's, it's just having those little pieces of normal routine so you can kind of feel like yourself. Right? Yeah. I like, I would go beyond normal routine and say like true self-care, like totally. true, like baby girl, what do you need? I yeah. really like my skin to feel good. Great. Let's, let's do that. Let's, you know, I think that, can I be like, I have like this weird maybe real like kind of fraud. Like I have this kind of weird fear of returning to public also. I think that I have a fear that um, I've kind of gotten used to nobody looking at me per se, you know? And so then there's this like idea of like, oh my God, I have to return to normal. And will everybody else have a six pack? And will they have all whitened their teeth and, um, you know, grown out their like nails and, and they're like, it's this expectation that everybody else right now is totally improving themselves. And I am stagnant, if not getting slightly, you know, squishing around the edges of everything. Um, there's like, I have this like a little bit of an anxiety, a little bit of like a return to socialness anxiety, even though it is not going to keep me in. Like there is a far bigger part of me that's like, let's go. Um, but like, there's a little bit of, of this is everybody else going to come out of this better than I have. And I'm going to be a fool or feel like I failed myself or feel like I wasn't productive enough, creative enough, tough enough, you know, all these kind of, um, insecurities. It's a tough comparison game, but you know that like nobody is coming out like, yeah. I mean, that's like the second point, right? Like I know, I know what you're saying. No, nobody's coming out. Like you know, looking amazing. And the first is who fucking cares? Who fucking like, cares? Right. Like that is my number one. And I, and it's, I got that up here. I really do yeah. in my head, like who fucking cares? And no, nobody's going to come out. And then there's like the other voice that's like, I mean, I don't know, maybe you should have been doing more crunches, which I don't even do crunches. You know this. So like, it just, oh, anytime weird stuff. somebody talks about crunches, I think about like the Britney Spears workout in self magazine that I would do when I was like, I don't know, 13. Yeah. She do a lot of crunches. He did something like 500 crunches a day was the Britney Spears workout, supposedly. I don't know if there's any truth behind it. Sounds that. like an aching back. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, that sounds like right. one part of your abdominal core is really strong and everything. Yeah. Else. So she's, yeah. So it's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> it's right. not the 500 again, crunches though. But we don't think she's really doing 500 crunches. That's like, that's not her routine, you guys. I mean, maybe it was in 2002. For a month. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, going back to that, nobody, don't worry, you guys, nobody's being uber productive or dropping, going on some crazy weight loss challenge or, or, you know, learning new language. I don't think, I mean, maybe some people are, but well, but I mean, and also if they are like, cool, like good oh, for yeah. them, right? Like, so that's like the thing is like, you can use this time however you want to, but I don't think, I think that it's the expectation that we have to be creative and productive and find super our utilizing this time and write the next American novel and be right. able to work full time and parent full time and also homeschool. Right. Right. Like it's impossible. Those are three different full-time jobs. No, I, that you, yeah. you see parents who are either full-time at home with their kids. Right. Or full-time working or part-time working because right. these are all full-time gigs. Yeah. 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 No, there's, there's not less on our plate now because we're at home. There's way more. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell me what else, so tell me some other topics that came up in this, uh, you know, planning, planning for birth during COVID, planning for postpartum during COVID. So we talked a lot about like building like virtual support team and like what, what that actually looks like, Mm -hmm. because I mean, you know, zoom calls are great, <clears throat> I've spilled tea all over my shirt. It's cute. Um, 
I'm living my best life. <laughs> I am writing the next great American novel and on a weight yeah, loss you challenge. Are. Yeah, you and are. <laughs> do my skincare every day. I'm going to come out ripped. Anyway, um, so we, we talked a lot about virtual support and like what, like, so, you know, we... <laughs> You know, talk about how important having a doula is right at your birth. And now that is not an option for the majority of birthing people for the foreseeable time, right? The next, at least the next couple of months. Um, and that's really hard, but how valuable connecting with a doula still is. Yeah. So I can use my, like myself as an example. We didn't hire a doula for our birth, um, but we were able to take a childbirth education class and we did a, like a really quick one um, <clears throat> with a local Portland doula. And it was so nice. Like, this is my third time giving birth. Like, I know how the, I know where baby comes out. I know how this works. <laughs> <laughs> this is not news, but I can't tell you how valuable having that time and space and like dedicated energy to just walking through, okay, what are the stages of labor? how can we find comfort techniques through this? Let's plan for those unknowns. Like let's have this conversation because again, every birth and pregnancy are different. Mm -hmm. And so even just connecting with somebody who's like, this is their jam, much like you, like was so helpful just to be like, oh, okay, cool. And connecting with other parents too. So this is, we did it through like a birth education standpoint, but um, mm -hmm. I mean, same thing. Like I've seen a lot of different doulas and <clears throat> like doula agencies offering like FaceTime support. So no, they aren't going to be able to have like the hands-on approach uh -huh. Uh -huh. that you would love, but they are still there to translate, right? Uh -huh. They're still there to answer questions, uh -huh. provide that support. So uh -huh. I think that like <laughs> we talk about how important it is connecting in person, but technology has been a really big lifesaver here. Yeah. I mean, it's a bridge. Yeah. It's a bridge. And, and my approach with dads has been, um, really teaching them what I know about physically comforting and then saying, you know, on the emotional informational side, I'm there, I'm available, but like I'm teaching them a lot more what I would do physically. Um, because yeah, you're not there. So let's like, see if I can, if I, if we can bridge that with, with dad and what else can technology allow us to accomplish? Yeah. And yeah. making sure that like both the partner and the birthing person have like that support for the long haul, because so many um, hospitals and even birthing centers now aren't allowing swap outs or people to leave and come back. No. And, and for, for a good reason, right? Like we, we get it. Um, but it is a very, very different birth environment than I think anybody walk, was anticipating walking into. No, of course. And I think that all of a sudden now, you know, dad's role has changed and, and his or a partner, I should say, his roles has changed and, and the expectation what, like, if you're a dad who's getting a doula, you generally have a sense of like, okay, there's somebody there who's going to help me. I don't have to know everything. And then all of a sudden that dad who's feeling that relief is like, shit, I'm supposed to be in here. I'm the only one. I have to know everything. And that's like that kind of shift of, of information, of responsibility, of expectation is just something that, again, really important to work through ahead of time, really important for dads to recognize and partners to recognize that a doula in so many ways is your support person. And so really lean on them because your role has changed so significantly. And moms encourage them to, to understand that this is not for them to figure out. This is not for them to become an expert on birth because we're in the COVID-19 pandemic. It's for them to recognize that the resources are out there for them to make this all just as good as it can be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. One of the books we talked a lot about was the birth partner. Love it. Love that book. It's, it's so valuable. Like, and I, I don't think it's like something you're like, sit on your nightstand and read every night, unless you're a super nerd like me. Um, are you drinking a beer? I just have to know. No. Okay. I'm, I was kind I'm of drinking. A beer. No, I wish it was kind of, because <laughs> I'm, I'm even more disappointed what it is. It's a soda. Oh, okay. I don't really drink a lot of soda, but, um, is it delicious? It's, it's so good because we're out of, I've had like a lot of um, allergies, ton of allergies, mm -hmm. horrible allergies. And so the bubbles on my throat are amazing. Oh, it feels so, so good. I'm, yeah, yeah. And I've gone through all of my sparkling water. Oh, okay. Okay. So I need to get like my, my delivery of my sparkling water in, but it 
that's the bubbles. But a beer actually is um, effervescent also. So maybe I need to right? just switch maybe, that up. Maybe need more beer. Sorry. Yeah. I just saw that and I was like, that looks like a Montucky. <laughs> no, not, okay. not at 11. I mean, 11 getting closer, not at 10 when we started, but you know, maybe. I mean, add some orange juice and it's a beer mosa. You're fine. So true. Okay. But anyway, so the birth partner. Yes. <laughs> is a great book. It's kind yes. of like, I treat it like a reference book, right? Yes. And go through and see different comfort measures. And it's just a nice thing to check out. Yeah. Definitely recommend that book for sure. For sure. For the dad who, who, uh, wants a little guidance. I think like, I really do think it's the birth partner should be the one reading it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. This is not like mom reads it and she tells dad what to do. Like he needs to, you know, read this or partner needs to read this. Um, all my, sorry, all of my clients right now are dads. Like they're all heterosexual relationships. I just keep saying dad, but partners, anybody, moms, sisters, who's ever there. Yes. All all whoever's there. Who's ever there. Um, What's the other book? Oh, anime, anime's, uh, uh, guide to natural childbirth. Yes. Thank you. God, you're welcome. It's a great one. Another great one. I love that book. And I talked about that book before on, I think on our show, but how helpful it was for me during my like labor with Edith at the hospital, because I could recognize like what I think would have been things that would have scared me during birth yeah, as normal or like, Oh, this is a good thing. So like gross. But like when I threw up during transition, I was like, oh, I'm in transition. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like awesome because it gave me an idea that like, okay, this is temporary. Like we're, mm-hmm. we're making progress and we're almost, right. we're almost there. And I'm very impressed that you were able to like, that your brain was able to reference that book and that experience in that moment because I was like a tunnel vision. I, I could have been a dinosaur. I didn't, I didn't know anything. I, I had very clear moments of like coming in and out of like primal brain uh-huh. uh, during birth with both Edie and Elliot. And <laughs> which I think is common. That yeah, like, so ev- that's like love. that point I'd be like, Oh my gosh, this is happening. And I would get yeah. really excited and it would pull me out, but it was like very quick or when I mean, this is like a graphic, but I'm going to share it anyway, because this is our show. So I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Welcome to the party folks. <laughs> uh, as I was pushing Edith out, I heard the midwife say, cool, you're halfway there. And I like snapped and I went, what do you mean? I'm only halfway. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. But I mean, it was just like something where like, they could have asked me any question in the world two minutes earlier, two seconds earlier. And I would not have responded. Like I was in the zone but then you hear certain things or you experience certain things that just pull you out. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, Liz is here. And then I was gone again. Bye. Yeah. Love it. I definitely have, I have those memories also. They're pretty just, they're just interesting. Interesting to look at your brain and how it works. And yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) fucking weird. That's why I think it's also important to journal your birth right after because those things, for some reason you have like a sense of memory of those things. And as time goes by, it, that kind of goes away. Your brain's like, oh, I don't need that. And it goes, especially postpartum when you're not sleeping a lot and you're absorbing so much about your baby. And so write all those things down, you guys. I don't think I could ever Including forget that. This. I know. I just, I can't, I couldn't, couldn't ever forget that piece. <laughs> awesome. So funny. <sighs> Well, what does your week look like as you prepare <laughs> to sit there and contract? Yeah. So I've been having like lots of pre-labor, early labor. Yeah. For like two weeks. weeks now. Yeah. Because we were worried like at 35 and five, we had some like pretty significant contractions and like other things. Was that the last week of March? I don't know. I think so. I think that was the last week of March. Yeah. Sorry. I just kind of, I remember thinking like, anyways. Oh yeah. Unimportant. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause we're like, Oh, is it going to be a March baby? And I, like, right. I had to get to 36 to be able to deliver with my birth team. <laughs> right. Right. And I remember thinking like, baby's got to get a little bit to in April, in April. Yeah. Just, 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 just gotta get to Monday. Monday's always yeah. a turnaround day. Um, so, but then we, we got there and everything just kind of stopped. And I was like, wait, hold on. So I like had, I had like been prepared like we packed the bags, we did all these things and everything just, just like seriously stopped. And I was so mad Yeah, because I had this plan, right? Because I'm a planner that they right. can arrive right. on April 7th. And I, I could really delve into why I think that date is, but anyway, it, it's, it's neither here nor there. I just had this feeling and I was wrong. Okay, fine. <sighs> 
but, um, last night I, we thought we were going to have a baby. So I wasn't sure I was going to make this date. <laughs> tell, tell, like what, what was it about last night that felt different? Um, so I was having contractions basically all day yesterday and they mm-hmm. were much, much stronger than the ones that I was having a couple weeks ago. Was yeah. there any consistency to them? A little bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just pretty much lots of pins and needles. And I was talking to my midwife and she was thinking like just lots of effacement going on. Mm-hmm. And like, I am really lucky because I've been able to get consistent chiropractic care through this whole thing. So, um, through this whole thing being COVID the pandemic, yeah, like mad props to my chiropractor who's still seeing her pregnant clients and like awesome, very, very good care and good precautions and all these things. But just like, it's, it's helped immensely, but like we woke up this morning and, um, like we were really like emotionally prepared to like go in last night because things were just picking up a lot. Things were getting really intense. And, um, then I got to go to sleep and like still have contractions all night, but nothing, nothing intense enough that it was like, oh, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. But my abs are so sore this morning. Really? Yeah. I'm just like, oh, cute. <laughs> That's lovely. Let's That's just, fine. let's just rev this really engine similar, up again. It's really similar to my experience with Edith where like, I wasn't having like this intensive uh, contractions, but I had a lot of, like my body did a lot of the work before active labor kicked in and like over several weeks, which is so awesome physically and very trying mentally and emotionally. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just sitting here waiting. And this is a really, like, as we're recording this, this is a really heavy week for me because I'm 38 and three today and we lost Elliot at 38 and five. Yeah. And so like this week is really loaded. And I, I I think I wanted so desperately for this baby to be born at 37 weeks because I was in the clear, it would be like in the clear physically for the baby, but also I wouldn't have to go through this specific time period again. Yeah. And so it's really, I'm really nervous and we don't get, I think by experiencing loss so late in pregnancy, there's no, gift of like a sigh of relief of like, Oh, we made it. made it. Like me getting to 39 weeks is not a sigh of relief. Like there is no sigh of relief. And I probably won't get one until I'm holding a baby. And even then I don't think that reality is going to sink in for a long time. No, no. You're, it's going to take your body probably, I would say like a solid year to kind of release all that. Got one right there. Yeah, sure did. Great. I thought you were going to tell me your water just broke. It's going to be like, (laughs) no, my water doesn't break. (laughs) My water doesn't break until I push. Which is even better. I'll take it. Good so job, anyway, you. I don't really know what's holding this baby in because like, it, like literally I'm sitting so low right now. <laughs> Just like one good sneeze. <laughs> don't dilly dally get into the birthing center. No, sure won't. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Don't mess around with that. No. It's, it's, uh, you know, I've, um, my emotions were in the same shoes. Obviously like we had very different journeys, but I've definitely been in that emotional space and I, my heart goes out to you. And because all you can do is try to keep your internal peace during this time. And you know, I know, I know. It's a lot. It's a lot. Keep feeling that baby. And because it's, it's like, not just like, like we knew this pregnancy was going to be hard. Right. Like, but then hold on, we're going to give birth during a pandemic. Like, right. are you fucking kidding me? Right. And have, and, and have the best team in the whole world. Like I could not be more thankful for our midwife team. Like they're just, they're bending over backwards for us and like really taking good care of us. And like, I'm, I'm going in, like I'll be going in twice a week basically until baby comes here just for like almost on emotional check-in, but also checking in on babe, like to really, cause I'm like. It's, it's some days are great. Today's a good day. Yesterday was a good day, but the day before I was like sobbing over like an email that I got. And I was like, you just never know what's going to break you down and how fragile things are going to be. Um, but it's, there are so many layers to this experience and I know I'm not the only one in this boat. And so I guess I, I share it to say like, like your feelings are valid if you're in a similar situation and you're not alone in it. No, but your feelings are valid either way. This is your experience. Nobody else can look from the outside at Liz and say, well, this is why, or this is what, or this is, no, Liz is telling us how she's feeling from her experiences inside her body. And it's fucking hard right now. So fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I see you love, and I wish I could relieve it of you. And 
just, you know, whatever I, whatever energy that is somewhat alleviates it for you, just know that it's coming. You know, we, we, yeah, we love you. We love baby cricket. Cricket. Yeah. And then the mo, the more that you cricket forever, forever. (laughs) I mean, is that cool? I mean, my nickname is bird. Like what's the difference? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I can't wait to learn the actual name and don't tell me. I want to know. Perfect. I don't actually know what he is. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Good. We have an idea, but it's been really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing all the, doing all the things? Uh, to like en- encourage labor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All yeah. Of- good. Good job. I got good my job, giant cup of ras- red raspberry leaf tea over here. Great. I went on a bunch of hill walks the last two days. Great. Doing Great. all the other fun stuff too. Yeah. Good. You're doing, I mean like the, <clears throat> If anything, the wonderful thing is, is that your body is contracting fairly regularly. So you have this bodily feedback of, okay, it's happening. Something's happening. Yeah. Something's moving forward. Unfortunately, it's been moving forward for now, like two weeks. And so it feels like how yeah. much longer, but yeah, I would so moving. rather sit in like, cause you hear stories of like people sitting through for, for like 40 hour labors. Right. I would so rather get all this early labor bullshit out of the way over the course of weeks. Right. And then. Like I said, it's the ideal physically, but it's not, it's not the ideal mentally or emotionally no, right emotionally now. emotionally, fucking no. I'm no. like, I feel like I keep starting, stopping, starting, stopping, like both everything, with labor, but like with life too. Yeah. And like COVID and all this, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it does, I feel like a little bit like a, like a hamster on a wheel right now. Like I'm like, am I, am I moving anywhere? If, if, if I run any faster, does it matter? Am I, what am I working for exactly right now? there's just yeah I need just, to be on this wheel <laughs> I need to be on the wheel can I just sit on the wheel do I have to actually go anywhere what, you know how fast are you running <laughs> yeah how did I get here in the first place why Whose am wheel I in a, is this yeah why am I in a wheel where's the cheese <laughs> I yeah I signed up for cheese signed up for cheese I have to tell you the cutest thing Grace is two and a half now her vocabulary is getting pretty good she's a really cute voice she's two and a half I know and she says I need cheese not I want not, not, she doesn't need anything else. Yeah. She doesn't come up to me and say like, I need a sandwich. Just she'll look at me and go, I need cheese. Girl. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get some cheese. I need, I need cheese. cheese. I I'm going to try to record it. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Well, you know, all the things stay hydrated, stay moving and uh, keep us all posted. Well, for sure. Are you going to, is your plan to kind of hermit away for a little bit? Yeah. I'll hermit. Yeah, I think. Good. Well, I mean, like, what, what choice do I have? True. Oh my True. How long? How long is your plan to stay at the at the um, birthing center? What's their usual kind of? Twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we'll we yeah. There's a, there are a lot of different factors that go into how we'll stay there and all that fun. Totally. Stuff. Um, yeah, we'll be there, and. I mean, the, the, the really, really nice thing about what is happening right now is that like my husband is home, like mm-hmm. home and he's not working, but mm-hmm. we're okay. It's like, it's okay. And so he, like, if we have this baby soon, he'll get a month, he'll get a month at home, which means we'll give us like so yeah. like, much better adjustment period mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. having to feel stressed about getting back to work and all that fun stuff. So all of it. Yeah. What's uh before we go? What's it? What's like a? What's been working with Edith? What's like something that has been working as a mom to keep her occupied? Or are you baking a shit ton? Are you your dance parties sound amazing? I want in parties for sure. Yeah. Um, the dance parties have been the big win, but I think we should do a Zoom dance party with our girls. That's so. What's what we're gonna do for her birthday party? But we should definitely do. do oh yeah. 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 Because we're anticipating that July we're still gonna be all kind of under lockdown. Yeah. To some degree at least. Um, but <laughs> dance party has been really great, but also we noticed early on the days that we did not spend intentional time outside, uh, she would lose her mind and we would also lose her mind. Disasters. Like naps wouldn't happen, like just emotional processing. And I think there are a couple things that go into it. Like, yes, outside time is so wonderful, but it's also distraction free. So like, Shane and I aren't working on stuff around the house. I'm not in front of my computer. I'm not on my phone when we're outside. We're outside and it's like that uninterrupted quality time. So even if it's just like yesterday, we have a couple coffee shops relatively close to us that are doing curbside delivery. So we 
walked the couple miles into Kenton, which is where it was, to get a, like she's like she's like mom, I want to go on a coffee date with you. I miss coffee dates. Like she said that, and it was it was so sweet. And so it's like, okay, like well, I'll put I put her in the stroller. I think she's not gonna walk, but two miles. I mean, maybe she would. But I was I was in my head. I was like, damn. <laughs> she's probably got a good. I mean, she, at Disneyland, she walked like eight miles. So well, sure. That's the right the right motivation. We can all do anything. Right, right. I can move mountains. Anyway, so like we we go on these like outdoor adventures, and right now she's while we're recording, she's on a bike ride with Shane. Awesome. Um. So I think as long as we have that dedicated outside time, even mm-hmm. if it's playing in the garden, going to walk around the block a couple times a day, it's a noticeable difference in everybody's mood. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, to be really honest, like we're like we're struggling over here. It's hard yeah. for her to understand why certain things are open and why certain things aren't why dad gets to go to the grocery store but we don't why we can't see our friends um and that there's no timeline on it and like she misses school and like so does mac and misses like that routine and so it's just and like don't we all right like she can feel our stress and so we're trying really hard to like okay how can we process this better and we're about to have this huge change right yeah it's about to get a lot more complicated. Yeah. So there's yeah. It's just a lot of layers. And so yeah. um, it's a lot for an almost four-year-old process. Yeah. Totally. We, um, I like, don't know if you heard that. Oh, no, yeah, I that? sure did. That, yeah. <laughs> that is, and that is like not an angry, that is just a sheer grace. It's 11, 11. Let's let the world hear some sounds. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah um, no, the, the being outside is huge. And I think that like, so Mac likes to watch um, Disney. She loves like Disney Plus and those, and but she gets really emotionally involved in the in like the cartoon movies. So if we watch like National Geographic or we watch one of their Penguin shows, like she she has a very different like switch back to the real world from real world shows versus fantasy shows. So we're really learning that um, we got to kind of like really curb the fantasy shows and really like real real world National Geographic. Uh, like the penguin shows or the yoga shows, or we watch volleyball or we'll watch um, like pony clubs on YouTube and cause she rides, you know, her pony here. And so anything that's like real world, she's a very, very, very different transition back into like, okay, let's go outside and like ride the horses. Okay. Um, or if it's like frozen to the horses, it's, it's why I don't want to, I think I want to like, I don't know. It's just a different attitude. I'd be like child psychology on that one. Um, so we've, we've recognized that we've um like just being outside doing outside etc trying to do some baking trying to do some um like workbook activities you know but even then i have this like i'm sure every homeschooling mom has the same thing where you're like well if we're gonna do it could you do it right (laughs) like like i don't want this so hard (laughs) yeah like i don't just want this to be a free-for-all like come on like trace the ladders the way you're supposed to trace them like it's follow the instructions teacher um yeah she uh did my makeup yeah uh two days ago yeah i like handed her some of my my older beauty counter stuff and was like have at it and she did a great job we talked about like different stuff cleaning your hands and washing your face and yeah so that was fun but that lasted 10 minutes and she wants to do it 24 seven. So I did see a really cute thing though, that I think we're going to do today where you go to the edge of your driveway, kind of where your driveway meets the sidewalk and you write a note to your neighbors. So, you know, uh, like, hi neighbors, we miss you or everybody stay safe or there'll be a rainbow at the end of this or just little, you know, little notes. I thought that was a really cute, you know, connection activity, but again, it'll probably just end up be me doing it and kids will be running around not doing anything but it's kind of nice to just have like different activities like up your belt yeah isn't that it's kind of a funny thing i've learned about the toddler situation not like when they're not in school is that um if you're doing it and you're kind of just telling them what we're doing they kind of they buy in they're like okay we're doing this whereas if you tell them like you know chalk this out like not so good at following instructions not so good at doing it on their own they don't really want to do like, Hey, just watch me do it. Or let me do this for you. Like, they don't want that. They want this like feeling of we're doing it, but they're they not really doing it. it. Yeah. It's yeah. Time. Yeah. Right. Which takes a lot of time and energy. <laughs> Patience. <laughs> like I want to be independent right now. Yeah. The other night we had, we had eaten and had my glass of wine, which is normally red wine. And so my teeth were, my teeth get so dark 
red, so dark, like purple, like, like, so it's so bad. I don't know why I just have that kind of, that kind of tea. And so I took the dog, like I needed like a little bit of a breather. So I took the dog for a one mile loop walk while Fred was doing bath time. And at the same time, the neighbor's dog got loose. And so she ran up to our dog and then we were trying to detach them all, like staying loose, like staying distant from each other. And like, I'm talking to him, trying to cover up my teeth. I'm like, oh yeah, we're just, he's like, how are you guys doing? I'm like, we're doing great. <laughs> and the whole time I'm thinking like, he just thinks I'm just over here drunk trying to, trying to like corral my children. <laughs> I'm, it's fine. One of our, um, one of my Facebook friends who also happens to be one of our neighbors <laughs> went on her daily walks would like on, on recycling days, actually today, she probably has posted something would be like, here's how the neighborhood's coping this week and would take pictures of people's recycling bins. Yeah, bitch, stay away from my property. It's it's right. a lot of glass bottles. Of a wine. lot of glass bottles. <laughs> this house is doing just fine. We're doing fine. Yeah. Yep. Hey, no judgment, you guys. So I just want you to say, if you see your neighbor walking right around bath time with purple teeth, girl, girl just needs to get out. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it's really good to see your face. It is really good to see your face too. Yeah. Yeah. With somebody that I don't live with. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, I like, I love that we're doing these catch up episodes and I, I just, it's hard for me to do, I guess for me personally, I don't really want a lot of informative episodes right now. Like of the other podcasts mm-hmm. I listen to, I just kind of want to like hear people talk and be connected exactly. and feel better. So like, that's where this is coming from. And I feel like this is where you and I are going to go for the next, I mean, when I say foreseeable future, like I might not see you for another six weeks. So. Oh, I'm not talking with you all the time. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, don't worry no obligation that. though. Whatever's right for you. But, um, yeah. so I love these little catch up well, chats, et cetera. So much has changed. Like we've taught, we haven't talked in a couple weeks, which is a long time for us, but it's like so much has changed from even just that time when we tried to do the uh, Facebook live. Um, <laughs> And then you, you were like, let's try an Instagram on the day that my allergies were, you guys, I was like, um, no, I don't think that's a good idea today. Like I, I couldn't have done it. I could not have done it. Yeah. I'm going to go live on Instagram at some point though. Yeah. We, we can figure that out. I mean, yeah, we're going to figure that out. I've done it successfully with, um, another person. So oh, you have? I have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Then it's going to happen. You guys, let's make it happen. No guarantees. <laughs> We've got nothing else to do. Right. Yeah, we'll figure yeah, it out. I agree. Like, I my podcast of choice right now have been uh, The Office Ladies <laughs> and uh, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Um, and, and like his that podcast is always kind of hit and miss for me, but it's just because it's easy. Like yeah. it's Modern Mamas always because yes, so sweet. But like they're also doing a lot of catch up episodes right now too because yeah. again, like yes, I want to learn and we have some great, awesome interviews that are going to be coming out in the next. Yes. Week. Um. So stay tuned for those, but. It's also just kind of nice to check in and see how people are doing. Yeah. It's, it's just what we're doing right now. How, what's going on in the world out there? What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. So here we are in our, in our houses, hanging out, loving on each other and uh, trying to make it through. Yep. And now it's my nap time. Get a girl. Get Get that rest in. Do it. it. I want you to attack that nap with the force of a workout. Mm. I'm going to RX that shit. Do you nap with um, Edith? Will she sleep with you or no? God, no. 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 (laughs) She crawled in with me this morning at like five and was like, I just want to cuddle for one minute. And I'm like, you are the worst human in the world. Hmm. She crawled until seven, but that's fine. But still. Mac did her first sneak into our room, but like I didn't really hear her come in and then scared the shit out of me by the side of the bed. Shit. (laughs) My back was to the side of the bed. She tickled my back. Like that was, no. she was being really sweet. She was trying to like wake me up with like her little sweet hands, just like no. gently. I was like, ah! <laughs> so Edith has been sneaking to her room for a long time, but she used to just come over to the side of the bed silently and just stare at you. No. And first, like, there's something about her in our room where I, I swear to God, like her little eyes would glow and you'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> Who are, what, what is happening? Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. It's terrifying. And on that note, on that note, you guys don't struggle your children. Yep. We're all get outside, <laughs> do some skincare, drink all the coffee, wear a bra and brush your teeth or don't wear a bra. I, the bra for me feels like I got my shit together. Oh, okay. You're a bra. Yeah. yeah. It anchors me, but not the boobs. It just anchors me. Yeah. Not, 
Boobs on EVA. It actually just literally makes me feel like I could, I could like jump into like a downward dog real quick and not, you know, nothing weird's going to happen. And jump into a downward dog really quickly. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. If I'm just like, I I will a hundred percent just be like, I need 30 seconds. Clear my head. That's what I'll do. I love it. I'm going to go do that now. Yeah. Brilliant. Actually put your feet up on the wall for 30 seconds. It'll help your circulation. You'll, your nap will be better. Uh, It's not going to happen. I'll be really honest. Oh, oh, like laying down on my back. Yeah, like put oh, your I thought up. you meant like in like oh, a like a headstand, pose, like hands. Like oh no, stand. yeah, no, it was like no. that girlfriend. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me recreate this. Put your bo- your back on your bed. Swing your legs up onto the wall. Yeah, Love up to that. five minutes. Good circulation will help you sleep. So good. That's the best pose. Okay. Okay, everyone, go do that. Good sleepies. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Beyond Birth Podcast. If you love what you're hearing, we'd be so thrilled if you'd subscribe, rate, and leave a review for our podcast wherever you enjoy listening. Until next time.